this first Sunday of Family Month, I turn your attention to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 19. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 19. I'll be reading it in two different translations. First, it says, Now therefore, ye are no more strangers. Because your neighbor said, Don't be a stranger. You're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens and saints and of the household of God. But he's glad to be a part of the household of God. Another translation, it reads like this. Now you are Gentiles, no longer strangers and foreigners, you are citizens with all of God's holy people. Look at your neighbor and say, you're God's holy people. And you are members of God's family. You are members of God's family. I'm a member of God's family family. Aren't you thankful for that today? Praise God. We are members of God's family. And on this first Sunday of family month, I want to preach to you from something that God has put stirring deep in my spirit. I want to preach to you about the fight for family, the fight for family. Would you lift up your voice and would you invite him to talk to you in the next few minutes uh, of our time together? Would you lift up your voice uh, and talk to Jesus whatever way you know how? Jesus, we need you right now. God, by the authority of your word and by the power of your spirit, I pray you would release your word into this place to do its perfect work. God, I pray that you would change hearts and minds in this room this morning that you would release us in the power of your spirit. And we give you praise in Jesus' name and let the family of God say amen. amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. God is in the family business. Family was God's idea from the beginning of creation. Family was part of God's created Order. It was a part of his covenant creation between man and woman. The Bible lets us know that God created man and woman in the beginning of time. It was through them that the first family was made. God created this first family for fellowship and for friendship and most importantly for relationship with him, to walk with him and to commune with him. Him, family, as God created it and as God designed it, was then in the beginning and is today to be the basic unit, the basic building block, the fundamental building block for a successful society, the basic family unit, parents involved with raising their children, mother and father together married and raising a, a family was God's idea. It was God's design from the beginning. And I am very, very personally aware today that we have as humanity, fall, not just as a nation, but as the human race, we have 
fallen far from God's original intended blueprint and design. I taught Wednesday night about God's blueprint for family. It's on our YouTube and our podcast. If you weren't here, you can go check that out. We've fallen very far from God's original design for family. But it's important that we understand that family was God's plan for earth. Family was God's plan for society. From the beginning when he created Adam and then from Adam he made Eve and Eve became Adam's wife. They were not just business partners with separate banking accounts. They weren't gardening partners in the Garden of Eden. But they, and they weren't in some type of societal covenant, but they were joined together in marriage before God. They were the original family unit. Adam and Eve had children. Uh, names we would recognize, perhaps, Cain and Abel, forming this first family. And God blessed this family. And then later, God, through the patriarch Abraham, would tell Abraham that from his family... All nations of the earth, all people of the earth would be blessed. This was God's original design. One man and one woman united in monogamous marriage for lifetime. Children being born into that home. Generations of godly people filling the earth. That was God's original design. What God ordains, it's important to understand, in the natural with the family that God ordained in the Garden of Eden. What God ordains in the natural, he often mirrors something superior in the spiritual. When God creates something in the natural realm, there is a, a superior connection to that natural creation in the spiritual realm. And we understand that God did not just form the nuclear family unit in the book of Genesis and in the Garden of Eden. And he didn't just bless that nuclear family unit through Abraham that all the families of the earth would be blessed. But then God also created the family of God. God created the family of God, the church that would be made up of members of all different last names and all different backgrounds and all different walks of life. The church where there would be people from traditional homes and from nuclear family units. And then there would also be people that never knew anything of a traditional home and had anything but a traditional up. Bringing. It is in the church where we are brought together, not by natural family, but by spiritual family, by the family of God. Look at your neighbor and say, your family. We're brought together in the family of God. Now, growing up, you may have viewed your family as a blessing. Amen. Or... <laughs> You may have viewed your family as a curse. You may have viewed your family as a source of joy and fulfillment. Or you may view your family as a source of pain and suffering and trial and trouble. But I'm telling you this morning, the, the foundational message of what God wants to do this month in our church is that if you're here at the sanctuary, you are a part of a greater family. You are a part of a family that is not bound 
by your natural DNA. You are part of a family that is not restricted to your family last name. You're part of a family that isn't restricted to the address you grew up in, in the street, on the side of town that you lived in. But you are a part of the greatest family on planet Earth. And brothers and sisters, the greatest family on planet Earth is the family of Jesus Christ. It is the family of God. That's why Paul would tell the church at Ephesus. Uh, Paul would tell the church at Ephesus, uh, you are not related by natural blood. You're not related by a natural last name, but you're related by the blood of Jesus. Uh, and by the blood of Jesus, uh, you are born into the household of God. Now, I, I mean, aren't you thankful that everybody here's last name isn't Levine? I mean, I like, my last name's fine, but, but I mean, surely you can find some better ones. <laughs> Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that everybody's last name here isn't Willis? Aren't, aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that everybody's last name here isn't Harwell or Shelby or Medina or Carter or Huff? Why was that the strongest reaction? <laughs> like we, <laughs> we, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to chase that rabbit. I'm not going to chase that rabbit. I'm not going to chase that rabbit. Here we, uh, we, we got all different last names. Maybe you like your last name. Maybe you don't. Maybe you've done like some and even changed your last name. But I'm telling you, Paul said to the church at Ephesus uh, in the New Testament, he said, you've been bought into a greater family. I, 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 if, if this is an encouragement for you, take it as an encouragement. Uh, if this is upsetting to you, then change your attitude and take it as an encouragement, okay? But the greatest name in your life is not your last name. The greatest name in your life is when you were born into the family of God and he put his name over your life. Hey, I'm thankful that my name isn't all I was given, but I was given a new name that was written down in glory. I got a new name over my life. I'm part of the household and the family of God. <laughs> I'm excited about that today, aren't you? Be seated for just a minute. The family of God, people in the Old and New Testament, the family of God is made up from people with all different family makeups. I, I talk more in detail about this on win, in Wednesday night's uh, lesson, but the family of God historically, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, all the way till today, the family of God is made up of widows and widowers. The family of God in the Bible is made up of orphans. The family of God in the Bible is made up of single adults, whether by circumstance or by choice. The family of God is made up of couples uh, who have no children. The family of God is made up uh, of natural children and adopted children. The family of God is made up in the Bible of those who are products of divorce uh, and separation. The family of God is made up of, of people whose spouses do not serve God. And if you're here today and maybe you fit in some category that is you, in your mind, you say, wait a second, family month, I'm not sure that I really fit or that month 
like this for me. Let me tell you, the Bible lets us know that since the Garden of Eden, that every type and every imaginable family makeup has been adopted into his family. So I stand to tell you, you have a place in the family of God. You have a place in the family of God. The psalmist David said, if my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me in. How does the Lord take you in? Through his hands and feet, the church. That's how the Lord takes you in. So when you don't have, welcome to the family of God. When you don't fit in, welcome to the family of God. There's nothing like the family of God. Shout it. There's nothing. Come on, shout. There's nothing. Like the family of God. We believe in the church. We believe in the church. Let me tell you what, the, the church is not just some glorified social club. The church is not just another community organization. The church is not just some local charity up here in the Quad Cities. We are a family, and specifically, we are the family of God. When you're born into the, uh, the, the family of God, when you're born into the body of Christ, you're adopted into this family. And as a family, we strive to work together. As a family, we celebrate one another. As a family, family brings us joy. We are family. Because we're family, we love one another. We, we encourage one another because we're family. Sometimes we disagree with one another. Because we're family. But, but, but we keep loving each other. And then you know what? We're patient with one another because we're family. We don't give up on one another because we're family. We, we, we're family, so we don't hate on one another because we're, we're family. We, we're family, so we celebrate hard work and we celebrate imagination and we celebrate creativity because we're family. We celebrate one another's accomplishments because we're family. We support one another because we're family. We keep our promises because we're family. We have fun because we're family. We sing together because we're family. We pray together because we're family. We come and worship together because we're family. Oh, yeah. We're kind to one another <laughs> because we're family. We're kind to one another because we're family. We're kind to one another. We're kind to one another. <laughs> if you treat your natural family like trash or your spiritual family like trash, you need a rebaptism of the Holy Ghost. We're kind to one another because we're family. This world is full of hate and vile and bitterness and attacking. Let the family of God be a safe place where we are kind to one another. We need one another in the family. I need you. You need me. You're valued here. We need one another because we are family. But you've got to understand there is a fight going on in our world for family. There is a fight going on in our culture against family. Family has been attacked since the very beginning of time. 
since God created the original institution of family in the garden. Family has been under attack. Family has endured the onslaught of attack from the Garden of Eden until 2023. Can I tell you that if you are going to have a natural family or if you're going to have a spiritual family, you better be ready for the fight for family. If you're going to have a successful natural family and if you're going to be a part of a successful spiritual family, you better be ready to fight for family. I didn't say be ready to fight family. Some folks do that too well. Some folks it comes too natural. Fight for family against the onslaught that begin in the garden. Do you realize it wasn't far removed from the original sin in the garden? And you read the story of Cain and Abel. Abel never preached to Cain. Abel never said, Cain, you're a sinner and I'm a saint. Abel never looked down his nose at Cain and said, what a pathetic sacrifice and offering. All Abel did was live righteously, worship in a way that was pleasing to God. And it was his righteous life and his God-approved worship that brought the attack against him. I'm here to tell you that in today's culture, if it was that way in the garden in 2023, all you have to do to find a fight is just to live righteously, just to stand for godliness and holiness and worship him in righteousness. And if you live that way, there's going to be a fight that it's not a, all you have to do is say, you know what? We don't watch the stuff they watch. We don't go the places like that. Why? Because I'm trying to offer a righteous sacrifice before God. I don't live that kind of way. I don't talk that kind of way. I don't act that kind of way. I don't do those kind of things. Why? Because I'm trying to live righteous before God. If you are trying to live a Christ-centered life and a Christ-centered family, and if we're trying to build a Christ-centered church, and we are, there is going to be a fight that is going to come for us. We don't have to go look for it. We don't have to be ignorant on social media and find it or stir it up you're not gonna you're not gonna win anybody there anyway you're not gonna change anybody's mind let me let me tell you what you you're not gonna change anybody's mind but you will hurt your witness You're wasting your time on social media. You're not going to change anybody's mind, but you are going to have people mark you as someone that they're not willing to open up to. But you better be prepared that a fight's going to come and a fight is here just because we're living the way we're living. Do you realize it was one single verse after God created the perfect order of the family that the serpent enters the picture? One single verse, and he comes in with his weapon of choice, a lie. His weapon of choice. Can I tell you, Satan is a creator, but he only created one thing, a lie. He is the father of lies, the Bible says. 
God didn't create that. Satan did. God created the heavens and the earth. God created the universe. God created you and me. God made man from the dust of the ground. And Satan comes in and messes all up with one single creation. He tells a lie to the first family. And can I tell you, his attack on our families today, our natural and our spiritual families, is he tries to supplant a lie that is contrary to God's will and to God's way. He tries to supplant a lie that is contrary to the will and the way of God. We better be aware that he is still creating lies today. And his lies, his lies, uh, they target the family. They target the natural family. They target the family of God. His intent from the beginning was to destroy this institution that God created, this family of faith. God help our world. Our world is increasingly slouching towards Sodom. Our world is increasingly headed down a path. The chaos you see in our world, I said this Wednesday night, the chaos in our world is the outflow of the chaos in the family unit. Make no mistake about it. The order in our world previously was an outflow of the order in the family unit. But because Satan, his mission since the garden has been to create disorder in the family. Now that disorder has creeped out the front door and down the porch steps and out the front gate and into the streets and into the community because the disorder or order in the family will always be reflected in society. Can I tell you that our world, while our world is being overcome by Sodom and the biblical anchor of the family is being pulled at and challenged. We must stand firm on the biblical truth of God's design for family, God's design for marriage, God's design for gender distinction, God's design for family and order in society today. Do not misunderstand the heart of what I'm preaching to you today. We as a church, our name the sanctuary. We are to be a sanctuary. The church should have compassion on every single broken, hurting, confused man and woman in society today. The church ought to be the one institution in the world that stands up to love anybody and embrace everybody when they turn to God and repent of their sins and obey the gospel. Can I remind you that in 1 Corinthians, Paul listed 1 Corinthians 6. He said, such were some of you, but you have been washed and you've been sanctified and you've been justified. You ought to remind yourself that you didn't come out of your womb holy. You didn't come out of your mother's womb holy. You didn't come out of your mother's womb talking in tongues, but every one of us were broken. And Paul said, such were some of you. The reality is if you knew the stories of the lives across this room, the former lives across this room, there is more drug addicts and alcoholics and whoremongers and, uh, and people who live perverted lifestyles and abusers uh, than, than you can shake a stick at in this church. Uh, what, oh, man, I thought church was full of holy people. It's full of people who are made holy and righteous uh, by the work of the Spirit in our lives. But we didn't just show up that way. 
if you could hear the story and tell the testimony of everybody here. I'm telling you, God is a deliverer and God is a savior. God decided, God designed that the family would operate through order and boundaries and submission and love and relationships. But the disorder in our day is marked by brokenness, disobedience, rebellion, confusion, free will, self-enthronement. The breakdown of the family is, is at the basic, it's the basic reason that we are seeing the disintegration of society like we are seeing it in our world and in our culture. And I'm telling you, if we do not solidify the foundation of family, the church and the nation will be forever playing catch up and clean up and have an impossible task if we do not solidify the foundation of family. You cannot build a skyscraper on the foundation for a doghouse. And we cannot build a successful society on a foundation of brokenness and confusion in the home. It has to be built. But I come with good news today. And that good news is that Jesus, the miracle worker we just sang about, he came to deliver Deliver, and he came to set free and he came to fill with his spirit. He came to fill with the fullness of himself and he came to add us to the family of God. Oh, somebody thank him for that right now. Somebody thank him that he bought you with his blood and he added you to his family. be seated. We, we fight for family because family is worth fighting for. Your natural family is worth fighting for. I said your natural family is worth fighting for. The family of God is definitely worth fighting for. We stand on the word of God to fight for family. We use his word as our roadmap. His word, it was the owner's manual when you were built. How foolish would it be to try to fix your car and disregard the creator's instructions? How foolish would it be to try to fix your life and disregard the creator's instructions? He's the one who formed you. He's the one who made you. He's the one who created you. I'm telling you, we have to fight standing on the word of God. We have to fight living the word of God. We have to fight believing and obeying the word of God. We have to fight with the word as our weapon. So if you're here and you're making a mess of your life, I'm telling you the word has an answer for you. If you're here and your marriage is a wreck, the word has an answer for you. If you're here and your children are going crazy, the word has an answer for you. We need to anchor ourselves to the word of God. Live it, believe it, live it, teach it. It's the word that is our weapon in this fight for family. We fight with the word of God. Everybody say the word. We fight with the word of God. And you know what else we do? We don't fight in isolation. God did not design you to fight in isolation. We fight together as a family. 
If, if you fight in isolation, if you stand alone and the enemy comes in to attack, you are easily bent and easily broken when you fight alone. God did not design you to fight alone. First, we fight as a family. Got five or six here. We fight as a family. You know when we fight as a, a natural family? Not fight as a family as in fighting each other, okay? We understand, right? When you fight as a family, that's better. You're a little bit stronger than you are by yourself when, you, when mama and daddy get their act together. And maybe mom and daddy aren't in the home. God bless, God bless all of our single parents that are here in the church. God bless. Let me tell you, the church, I thank God. I thank God when my one parent was out of the church. I thank God for a church that helped step in and fill that void. And I thank God when both of my parents were out of the church, my mother and my stepfather. I thank God for a church family that stepped in and filled the void. I thank God when my family was completely broken that there was a church that stepped in and filled the void. You're here from a broken family. I understand. Never knew who my biological father was. Some of you know my testimony. I come from an extremely broken home and broken background. I do not come from an ideal or nuclear family. But when we can get together as a family, the fight is a little stronger. But let me tell you, even when you're as a family, the fight's a little stronger. But there's still brokenness that can come by the out of even when you're fighting as a single family. I am so sick and tired. I am ate up with fight. For our families. I am so sick and tired of seeing families try to fight against the onslaught of culture and hell by themselves. God did not design you to even just fight as a single family unit. I thank God for online worship, but I thank God what we did during COVID and how we survived. But God did not design you to fight the fight for family by yourself from your couch. God did not design you to fight the fight for family in isolation at your local address. There is some strength in that. It's definitely a lot stronger than the individual. But it, God did not design you. But what if we could get one and two? And what if we could get three and four families together? And what if we could get five and six? What if we could get a bunch of these families and bind them together in the church of the living God? Let me tell you, when you get together with the family of God, you're not fighting by yourself. You're unbreakable. The enemy cannot destroy us. He cannot. Come on, he may be able to mess up the Camachos uh, or the Albrights or the Shelbys. Uh, he may be able to mess up the Hindos uh, or the Williams. Uh, but when we get together in worship, uh, when we get together as a family of God, uh, he cannot break the church. Uh, he cannot break the church. Uh, he cannot. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands and give God praise right now. He cannot break the church. And so I'm preaching to some people right now that you're fighting all by yourself. It's time to get up a part of the church. I'm preaching to some people that you're fighting just you and your wife. You're trying to figure it out. 
as a, as a marriage, you're trying to figure it out and the enemy keeps breaking you and the enemy keeps bending you. But what if we could slide up into the church? What if we could get up in the church and say, you know what? I am stronger with a family of believers. I am stronger with the body of Christ. I am stronger when I'm fighting the fight for family. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody here today. The church is your answer. The church is the world's greatest solution. The new family of God was formed in heaven and in earth. We are a part of that family today. The church. That means no matter where you're from, you be seated. I'm going to preach for just a few more minutes. You, no matter where we're from, no matter what your background is, no matter what your last name is, hear me today. If life is breaking you, if life is shredding you, if, if decisions are haunting you, if life is bending you all out of shape to where what God created you to be is unrecognizable, I'm telling you the church is your answer. The family of God is your answer. That's why Paul said in Ephesians, it's the family of God to which the whole family in heaven is named. What, what does that mean? That means in this family, it doesn't matter what nation you're from. doesn't matter what color your skin is. doesn't matter what language you speak. In this family, it doesn't matter whether you're tall or short, whether you're skinny or not so much. It, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter in your family. Not in this family. It doesn't matter if you have a big bank account or you can't even spell bank. B-A-K. You, you can't even, you, it doesn't matter if you were raised wise or ignorant. It doesn't matter if you were raised educated or uneducated. It doesn't matter if you were raised rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're black or white. No, 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 no. None of that, none of that matters. Get all of that separation, all of that segregation, all that tribalism, all of that my family or my language or my pride or my color, get all of that out of the church. That doesn't belong in the family of God. The family of God supersedes every other family in this world. The family of God. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. The family of God, the family of God, the family of God. And I'm preaching to you in closing here. I'm telling you that anybody can get a part of the family. Anybody can get a part of the family. It doesn't matter what your background is. But Jesus said, this is for the Gentiles too. In other words, it's for those that are outside of the covenant. These new converts into Christianity in the book of Acts. These Gentiles, these people who didn't have covenant relationship. Jesus said, we got to let them know that they're a part of this thing too. He said, let them know. And so Paul would write the words to the church at Ephesus. And he would say, you are adopted you unto the adoption of the children of God. He said, God has adopted you and I into his family. I wasn't born into this by my natural birth, but I was adopted in when I was born again by my spiritual birth. 
And so now I have the strength of the family of God. Now I'm not fighting on my own. Now I've got victory in Jesus through the family of God. Anybody, anybody, anybody can join this family. Look at your neighbor say, that means you. Come on, shake somebody on the shoulder a little bit. Say, you can join the family. Come on, turn to somebody else around you. I wish you'd look them in the eye and say, you can join the family. You can join the family. Hey, if this is your first time here, you can join the family. If you've been here just once or twice, you can join the family. Welcome to the family. You can join the family of God. Hey, we got some crazy uncles too. We might have an aunt that smells a little off once in a while. You know, we, 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 hey, we got those in our family too. Don't point at anybody. We got those in our family too. But we are stronger as the family of God. Bound together in love. Bound together in the spirit of adoption. Bound together by the new birth experience. We are heirs and joint heirs with him. Let me tell you what happens when you join the family of God. God takes all of the dysfunction that you were raised with. God takes all of the mess ups in your family of birth. God takes all of the brokenness that you grew up with, perhaps. And he says, now I'm going to put you in my family. Now in my family, you're going to be complete in me. That's why one of our greatest verses on the oneness, uh, Colossians says, uh, for in him dwelt all the fullness uh, of the Godhead uh, bodily. But it didn't stop there. And it said, but you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You will only find the completion of your life. Your life story can only be properly finished in the context of the family of God. Quit trying to finish your own story. God didn't design you to finish it by yourself. Quit trying to figure it out on your own. God didn't design you to solve it on your own. God designed you to be a part of the household of God. Not just a conglomeration of individualistic ideas, but a gathering of families into one family. A gathering of families into one house. Oh, and I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that family reunion one day in the sky. Am I preaching to anybody here today that has had a loved one go on to be with the Lord? Am I preaching to anybody here today that's had a mama or a daddy or a granddaddy that's went ahead on to you, from you to glory? I can't wait for that family reunion up in the sky. Woo! I don't know what kind of food they're going to be serving, but let me tell you, I'm going to see brothers and sisters. I'm going to see friends and loved ones. I'm going to see brothers and sisters that have went on. I'm going to see that great crowd in the cloud that the apostle talked about. I cannot wait until that family reunion because we will see them come from every tribe, from every tongue, from every people, and nobody will come and say, man, we're the Quad City family. Yeah, QC representing in heaven. No, no. We're going to be representing, but they're not going to, no, no. It's not going to be, hey, 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 we're the South American family. No, no, we're the Central American family. No, no, we're the Australian family, mate. No, no, no. 
It's going to be the family of God. It's going to be it. It's not going to be, no, no, it's not going to be the Asian family over here. And you know what? We, we got our little group and our little clique. It's not going to be the African Americans over here. It's not going to be the whites over here and the Caucasians and the Europeans over here. Let me tell you, if you want to get up there, you better figure it out down here. It is one family of God. It is one family of God. I don't care where you've come from. I'm worried about where you're going. Where a part of the family that one day is headed up yonder. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise right now. Come on, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're part of the family of God. Hear me. Your natural family may have been a blessing. Your natural family may have been a curse. You were either blessed or cursed by the home that your parents built for you. You either carried baggage or you carried blessing. Or maybe you carry a good bit of both. But I'm telling you, the family of God is a blessing. The family of God is a reset. It's a new identity. It's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. The family you grew up in was beyond your control. You could not dictate what family you were born into. I remember... I remember as a young man, I remember as a young man in the church, my family was in, in, in complete shambles. And I remember looking at other families in the church. And I remember wishing I could have been a part of that family. I remember wishing, saying, God, why did you let me be born of that family? I remember thinking, God, why, why, why couldn't I have been a Huffman? Why couldn't I have been... McCarter. Why, why, why couldn't I have been in one of those families that were in our church? Why did I have to be in my family? And I remember feeling that helplessness and brokenness as a child. Because the family that I was born into was not ideal. But can I tell you one of the greatest things about the family of God is that where you come from absolutely does not dictate where you are going. I'm preaching to somebody today that maybe you come from extreme brokenness. Maybe you carried so much baggage into this room, you can hardly lift your hands. Maybe you carried so much baggage into the sanctuary, you can hardly lift up your voice and pray. Maybe you carried so much baggage, it's hard for you to trust anybody. It's hard for you to believe anybody. But I'm telling you, by a new birth experience, you can be born again into the greatest family on planet Earth. None of us have a right to be in this family. That's why Paul said, by grace are ye saved through faith. I'm telling you, we don't have a right to be here, but it's by God's grace that we are here. He has adopted us. Maybe you were abandoned, but you can be a part of this family. Maybe you've been neglected, but you can be a part of this family. Maybe you've been abused and mistreated. Maybe you've been made to feel worthless, but you are valuable in the family of God. There is a place there is a place for you. There is a place for you in the family of God. So I'm preaching to somebody. I'm reaching for some people right now. 
your family heritage, your family DNA may have brought you brokenness, failure, and suffering. You may have been trying to work it out with podcasts and self-help books and trips to a counselor. Those things are all good. You may have been trying to numb the pain with alcohol and drugs and a sexually permissive lifestyle. Maybe maybe you're trying to figure it out in all of those ways, but I'm telling you, you're never going to find healing outside the family that God designed you to be in. I'm preaching to somebody here today. I'm preaching to a bunch of somebody here today. You may have been negatively impacted by generational brokenness, but you are not bound by the generational curses. You may have been negatively impacted by generations of brokenness, but in the family of God, you are made free by the shed blood of Jesus, and you are not bound by those generational curses, but you are made free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I feel him in this place. And this family is for everybody. It's simple to get in this family as we stand together. It's simple to get in this family. You know how you get in this family? It's real easy. There's not a test. There's not a quiz. We, we don't make you run the ropes course out back. Thank God. We don't, you know, we don't do nothing like that. Let me tell you how you get in this family. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. How do you get in this family? You say, Lord, I am sorry for my sins. God, anything in my life. Remember I talked about all the brokenness in our world. Repentance is where I say, God, any of that brokenness and that messed up thinking, that messed up way that I have allowed into my life, uh, God, I am sorry for my sin. And when you repent of your sins, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be the ax murderer they make movies about, but Jesus Christ will forgive you of your sin. He will forgive you of any sin you've ever committed. He will forgive you. And then Peter said unto them, and be baptized, every one of you. We got, it's, it's kind of dark back here. Hit the lights up here. It's dark back here, but we got a baptistry right back here. We got some nice warm water. You can get baptized in Jesus' name. We got changing rooms right here. And we got robes you can wear. You can go home in your dry clothes. You know what happens when you're baptized in Jesus' name? You don't just go down dry and come up wet, but you are baptized into the family. There is a spirit of adoption that comes on you where all of your sins are washed away and you walk out of that with a new identity, a fresh start, a new new beginning. And then he said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's God's spirit for every single man and woman. God wants to fill you with the gift of the Holy Spirit. You don't, God wants to fill you with the greatest gift you could ever receive. It's the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm fighting for family this morning. I'm preaching for family. I'm fighting for family. I'm fighting for nuclear families. I'm fighting for DNA, biological families. But I'm fighting for the family of God today. I wonder if somebody will join me in that fight. I wonder if somebody will join me in that fight. If you want to join the family of God today, this is your day. If you want to join the family of God, all you've got to do is repent of your sins and be baptized in his name. Be filled with his spirit and anybody
Anybody can join that family. Anybody can join that family. If you're here and you're thankful for the family of God, I invite you to step out of where you're at and join us around the front.